Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of No Don't Questions with Mel. We are currently still in summer. It is August, but it's the last month, so I thought I'd share some updates from my summer. I did just come back from Helen's Bachelorette, and man, I'm still recovering. It was an epic trip. I feel like this summer has been pretty jam-packed in terms of my social schedule. I have potentially a concert to go to next weekend, still figuring that out. And I'm actually going back to the Bay Area from my childhood's best friend's baby shower for her first baby. So just kind of going everywhere this month, which kind of leads us up to today's topic on just work-life balance. But before we get started with that topic, let's kick everything off with my what did I Google this past week segment. Okay, so the latest thing I Googled was Barbie tickets. I think by now I'm sure everyone has watched Barbie, but I'm totally late to the game. And I don't know why I thought that if I could just look up Barbie tickets the day of or day before, I would be able to get some seats. That was not the case. It was all booked out. But I just thought Barbie would be a fun movie for kind of to watch, you know, just by myself. Even though I'm in a relationship, there are just some things I still want to do on my own. But yeah, I think in the past when I was single, my routine by myself would be to, you know, walk around Century City Mall grab a dinner, uh, a meal, and then go watch a movie by myself. And I always felt so liberating afterwards. I felt so independent, but still want to implement those things, even though I do have a boyfriend. But I'm curious to hear, like, what are some of your favorite selectivities? For today's episode, the main chunk we're going to talk about are my non-negotiables for work-life balance. I did a poll on Instagram asking you all what would you want to hear in terms of a topic? And this topic received the most amount of votes. I'm not surprised. I feel like lately there's just been so much burnout and it's just been a struggle to how do you create balance for yourself when you're essentially working from home? And it definitely was kind of like a struggle for me as well. But I think the last year has taught me some tips and tricks that I'm going to share in today's episode. I will say the main thing I do to create balance in my life is having these minor boundaries that I just set in my everyday day-to-day schedule. They may sound small, but legitimately have allowed me to operate at a more productive level and alleviate some anxiety, which I've struggled with for years. So let's dive into it. 
The first thing I'm going to share that has helped me is to be very firm and have set times for your working hours. Again, I know this depends on your job, but I personally have always thrived in settings where hours are a bit more balanced. So I think with that, I always seat a career or position that always had some kind of balance or I eventually got there. It was a shift when I went into ABG full time because Helen and Janet have they come from very different working backgrounds than myself. But I got into a place where the ladies know and my team know that I'm mostly online and very active from the periods of 9 to 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. With me being more, I guess, on or checking uh, Slack more frequently during busy seasons or a project that has a quick turnaround. After I'm done with work, I do not touch any of my work emails or Slack. Like, I do not open it. I don't open my apps whatsoever. If you have any questions, you know they will be answered the next morning. Like, just know that if you send a message at like 8, 9 p.m., you're not going to get an answer from me until the next morning at 9 or 10. And my team knows that unless it's an emergency, you can always text me. I feel like for me, it's just so easy to be attached to your phone and want to check everything. But I feel like by checking constantly or having your like, emails or Slack pulled up on your laptop afterwards, it's just easy for you to mentally get dragged back into work. And I just don't like that feeling of as if like my my head is still halfway into work. Like I want to be fully disconnected after I'm done with my activities or my responsibilities. The second thing that I do that is also correlated with work is that I time block my projects. So when I start working, what I do is I set an alarm for one to two hour chunks. I find myself zoning in so much more with the set allocated time. Like I'm not as distracted and I sometimes get more things done. And I, there are times where I've ended my work earlier because I was able to get things done in a focused set manner. Like ultimately, this is just time management. I noticed in the past where I just kind of like kept it really open. And I just kind of try to jump from task to task that I will find myself like maybe going on Instagram in between or like running to the kitchen to get something or having a small quick chat with my roommate. Like unless I have that like alarm or like one to two hour time blocks that I'm like, I do put alarm. It just zones me in. Like I'm just so focused with these like, I guess, hour chunks or like my, t- my time blocking my projects. The third thing, which I think a lot of people are surprised to hear, is that I have all my notifications turned off on my cell phone. I honestly just hate notifications or like, you know, that red alert or like unread messages, like that thing that just pops up on your phone. I think it's like a pet peeve of mine, but I really hate it because I have the tendency of making sure everything is checked. Like I'm the type of person that if you check my email on my phone, my mail app, I have zero unread messages. I'm not not the type to have like a thousand. Like that's just not me. I like to clear it at all times. So I have everything turned off. I feel like when you're alerted anytime you get an email or someone likes your Instagram post or you get a Slack message, you just, again, feel this urgency to respond ASAP. And and the reality is it's just not that big of a deal. And I feel like that notification is a small distraction from what you're doing presently. The only notification I have on are my text messages. Again, because my team knows that if it's urgent, they will text and I will respond within like 30 minutes to an hour. And most of the time, again, it's not urgent. Like, I can only recall like two or three times that I got in a text when I wasn't on Slack, but it really wasn't like I don't get texts a lot about work stuff because we're fine. For me, when I want to check my email or any work related things, I have to manually sign in. Like that's when I like will click manually on the app or sign on to my laptop check. I feel like, again, this allows me to mentally focus on one thing at a time and not feel bombarded. And I ultimately create this boundary of like when I'm working and when I'm not. 
The next thing that I do is work-related. I take my lunch away from my desk. I will not work during lunch unless it's urgent. You hear, I'm here, you hear this pattern of unless it's urgent, which again, it never really is. I just, I do not like working through lunch. This is something I had to implement with an ABG because I think Helen and Janet with their jobs, they were probably more demanding than mine, always work through lunch. And I just, I wasn't used to it. I don't like it. But now I think with ABG, sometimes we do work through it because, you know, we just want to get things done faster. But most of the time we try to use that time to just catch up on our personal lives. I do find that taking that 20 to 30 minute break away from your working laptop to have your meal is just a great way to give your brain a break. For me, I usually put on like a lighthearted YouTube video or a sitcom and enjoy my lunch. For me, when I'm when I'm watching, um, I have like eating shows, like lunch shows and like my like wind down shows. But for lunch, I'm usually watching like um, lately I've been watching like Korean Englishmen, which is a YouTube channel that I really like. They have this series where they bring like students from London and they are like UK and they bring them to Korea to experience the culture and food for the first time. And whenever I see them eating the delicious like food, I feel like I'm eating the same thing. Or I would put on a Gen M video. She's still like one of my favorite YouTubers I still keep up with. Or I put on like a sitcom. It's just my favorite thing to do. Just, I don't know. I just feel like that little minor break just does so much for me. I think personally working through lunch will only add to your burnout because you're, again, not actively taking that break. So please, if you can, if your schedule allows for it, I really recommend taking your lunch away from your desk. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. The next thing that I do that's a non-negotiable, and this is definitely like a working relationship, relates to social media, specifically with Instagram. You know, I get it. Working in social for so many years, I get the appeal and even the addiction of scrolling on your phone. It's so entertaining. Like, I will spend hours, like, exploring on the real page because it's so funny. But after a while, it can feel as if all you're doing in your free time is just scrolling. So lately, I've been trying to be more present and spend less time on my phone. So one habit I started doing with Instagram is that I would just delete the whole app off my phone. Like, just delete it. 
And then when I want to post or like be online for maybe like an hour that day, I will re-download it and use it for the few hours. And then I delete it again to to prevent that temptation to check my Instagram. I feel like there are days when I don't even sign on. And to be completely honest, it's been so liberating to not feel that attachment to your like social profile and things and it's funny because like I felt kind of proud that on the in a previous ABG episode we kind of talked about like what is your most used app and my most used app was maps and it wasn't Instagram and I think for me again like working in social media for like 10 plus years you would think that I would be I guess addicted to it but I think with ups and downs with my relationship with social I wanted to be in a place where it's like nah I don't need to be on it so yeah I delete the app off my phone the next thing is for sure a non-negotiable for me and something that in some ways have probably changed my life uh, to create a solid morning routine before starting your day or your work day. I feel like the morning is your prime time for you to set the intentions and the foundation for your upcoming day. So I do do five things for my morning routine. Number one, I always make my bed. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, it just, I need to make my bed. The second thing is after I make my bed, I will meditate through the Calm app. And it's like a quick meditation. It really varies and depends on my mood. But the thing I do the most, there is a five-minute wake-up meditation. And the narrator is Chibs Okereke. And he just has the most soothing voice. And it's like it's a wake-up, like on a positive note meditation. And I do that for five minutes. If I feel like I need a little longer, I might do a 10-minute one. But mostly it's a five-minute meditation. After my meditation, I then pull up my journal and I journal in the morning. And I have two prompts that I always answer. The first prompt is, what are my affirmations and statements? And in my affirmations and statements, it's always setting my intention. And I usually tell myself to remember to always focus on one thing at a time. And the second prompt I answer is, what am I grateful for? I don't know. I just feel like journaling has transformed my mind in the last few years. So I want it to be something I do in the mornings before I start my day. The fourth thing might be kind of random. I do my flashcards. So I'm not sure if any of you have any like OG like YouTubers here that watch our channel. But like a few years ago, I wanted to learn Korean and I started learning some characters. But I'll be honest, (laughs) I gave up. But I learned like 15 characters. I didn't want that knowledge to escape my brain because I know once you stop drilling things, it just goes away. So after I journal, I do my 15 character card flashcards and I drill it real quick. I should be adding more characters, but I just don't. So I do my flashcards. And then afterwards, I go downstairs and I make my powdered greens and a coffee. And lately, what I've been doing as I consume my my liquids, I read one to two pages from my Harvard Business Review book about happiness. I don't know, just a moment of silence that kind of I like before a hectic schedule. And two things I should say as I'm going over my morning routine is that one, after I meditate throughout this whole period, like as I'm, you know, flashcards, whatever, downstairs, I also put on jazz music. Like music really sets the tone. So I do jazz music. And I don't know why I need to mention this, but I I do brush my teeth somewhere in between. It's not like I don't brush my teeth in the morning. And again, after like I go downstairs, coffee, greens, only when I complete these activities, I can then check my emails and other work stuff. This primes my brain and mentally tells me that I am ready to start working. 
Like in the past, when I would like wake up and then check my Slack or my emails in the morning, I have always felt this sense of anxiousness and it never felt good. So now every morning on the weekday, I had to do all these things before opening up my laptop to check my emails. The next thing is getting plenty of sleep and trying to sleep around the same time every night. Again, through all these different habits and tricks by non-negotiables, you can probably know by now that I am a very routine type of gal. I love doing the same thing almost during the weekday or foundational things to really just keep me on, you know, keep me in a good place. So I do average seven to eight hours of sleep a night. It might be a lot for some people. For me, it's the amount I really need. I learned quickly in college that I am not someone that can pull all-nighters or sleep less than seven hours. I don't know what it is, but whenever I sleep less than seven hours, my stomach, like the next day, will feel super acidic. It's so weird. It's like my body knows and is telling me like it needs more rest. I go to bed around midnight or 1230 every night, and this assures me that every day I will wake up ready to go. And the last thing I want to share is to live your life. A big part of work-life balance is the life part. You know, now that you have set your boundaries with work and have time set, set plans for things you always wanted to do, you know, and be proactive. Don't sit there and wait for your life to happen. Like, make plans. For me, here are some things that I feel like I want to be more proactive with. One is, like, I want to explore new libraries. I want to check out new farmer's market. I want to spend more time in the kitchen making something delicious. I kind of have this Pilates class I've been curious about trying but a little nervous. And another thing is like I want to start planning my next trip. I feel like I'm the type of person like my mom where like I have a trip planned. I always look forward to it. So again, just use this opportunity to like just live your life and really enjoy it. I hope you find these tips helpful. These are just some habits I started doing to maintain my own sanity and how I manage my work and create a life and just create balance. I do have a few more, but maybe I could save that for a future episode. Let me know if you resonate with this episode in the comments of this Instagram post. Thank you so, so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. And everyone have a great week and go live your life. Bye, everyone. <laughs>